What's going on, defenders? Or should I say, yo, 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 defenders? Are you self-conscious now that I brought that up? Yeah, Scarf has his calling, and it's what is good. I'd like to keep it different, but I might as well stick with one. I'll let the millions millions. decide. And yeah, that's how we're going to go about that. I don't think I sound like that. No, no, of course you don't. We are coming to you live from the Wyndham Hotel in (laughs) San Diego, California, across the street from Pechanga Arena, about two hours away from attending an indoor soccer game between the San Diego Soccers and the Ontario Fury. But if you want to listen to that podcast, tune in to Striking Fury. This is Defenders of the Bank. Yes, it is. My name is Christian Philly Philemon, the newly proclaimed Yank from Burbank, also now known as the man who thrills from Forest Hills. And with me in this hotel, the man who <laughs> the man who's tripped <laughs> and with me in this hotel, Go on. the man whose trip to the banyo have literally killed my ability to smell Aww. the mouth of the south. I'm sorry. That's I had, I had it written down. I had it written down. All right. I had it written down. We shared a hotel room. We had a lot of barbecue last night. And I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> laughing. I'm giddy. I'm in a good mood for once, defenders. What can I say? The mouth of the South Bay, J.R. Liebert. The scarf. What's good, everybody? Look, right across the street from this Wyndham Hotel, you guys can Google it. It's a place called Phil's Barbecue. Phil's Barbecue in San Diego proclaims to have some of the best ribs on the planet. It is the second most Yelp-reviewed restaurant in the nation. And it just so happened we stumbled upon it because it is literally across the street from where we are staying. And the barbecue was amazing. However, we left very, very full last night. The meat sweats. The meat <laughs> poops. This man woke up at 3 really? in the morning to really? unleash the beast. Do we need Do we need the, do the millions? <laughs> and millions. Really well, after, after this, they might turn into thousands. I was going to say this is not helping anything but no but it's fun dude it was the best barbecue ever i totally understand why it's the most yelp place phil's barbecue in san diego right down from pachanga arena wow yeah the drinks the atmosphere it was great we we between a party of six we spent like 250 dollars we literally ordered everything twice (laughs) and when we woke up this morning we had these amazing macadamia nut cookies that we started dipping in this this chocolate stout beer i did not well the only reason i did it is to disgust the girls and it Um, it ended up being a good thing because when you drink a beer after listerine it's never a good thing but a macadamia nut cookie dipped in a stout good stuff but anyway that's on a different podcast let's get into Defenders of the Bank, episode 185. Yeah, I want to say a, a really big thank you and a huge shout out to the SDLAFC chapter, the Hell LAFC yeah. supporters here in San Diego, Ricky and Bernadette and Steve. It was an incredible atmosphere just above the taproom beer pizza place uh, here in San Diego. We had a great time. It was probably 20, 25 people, a bunch of the, uh, bunch of the tunnel stink. Shout out to our friends, Chris Lynn and Dustin and, and everybody out there. We had, we had a really, really good time. Uh, it was, it was just one of those things. We really appreciate the hospitality. You and I, I mean, look, we it was great. We were sitting. It was covered. This patio area was covered, but it was still, you got the, the fresh air and the sea breeze from San Diego. There was, there was beer on tap. There was, Cold brew coffee on tap if you wanted some. It was. It was t- it's an interesting time to be alive. Obviously, we've <laughs> gone through some crazy things like a pandemic and God forbid a future war. Um, God forbid. But to be in a Yeesh. apartment building, right, where you literally swipe your 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 door room key card, right, and then you have the ability to pour sixteen ounces of free beer every single day. Technology is great. You I wish I would have paid attention to programming classes back in the day. You would be a mess if you. You lived in that apartment. That'd be rough. Oh, oh, oh just me. I, like yes. you wouldn't be there like right next I, to me. Just look, trying I, to empty out that tap as quickly <laughs> as possible. Hey, and it's been a fun football weekend, man. So far, so far, we've taken in an Angel City game. We'll talk about that in just a second. Down in uh at USD, the campus of the Toreros, a beautiful campus. Bole bole. Bole bole. Yes, so. Bole bole. And then uh we had the obviously the LAFC game. We had a lot of fun watching that. We'll talk about that. That's actually the focus of the podcast, and we promise we'll get there soon. And like you said, in just two hours, the Ontario what? 
Ontario Fury. It's, it might be their last game of the season, Philly. We hope not, obviously. I'd like still, to call a game on Wednesday in the playoffs. Yeah, there's still results pending. But look, if they win, they're in, right? So it's it's pretty simple. Do their job and just beat the team that has only lost to them this season. Yeah. So there you go. Well, pr- practically a team that's undefeated. You yeah. Know, no, no large task. Yeah, what, 22 games and one defeat so far? Something like that? Hound shoes. Yeah, but the one defeat was to you. Ontario. Yeah, so early in the season. We beat a lot of good teams early in the season. Right. Just want a quick reminder that the uh, Mofasio Futsal Court in Southeast LA is still obviously uh, taking donations. LAFC, the LAFC Foundation and 3252 are partnering to build a futsal court in Southeast LA in Mo's honor. And the link to donate is in our bio. And of course, we at Defenders of the Bank are planning several ways to help raise money for this court being built. But we want to remind everybody to please head on over to Defenders of the Bank's Instagram page. And please, please donate if you can. Quick rundown of our episode. You guys know what we like to do this day in LAFC history with a little bit of news and notes and a breakdown of the match versus Orlando in the house of the mouse, Orlando, Florida. And we'll take a quick look at the current standings where we get to bring back one of our favorite sayings in podcast history. It's got to be at the end. And a look ahead at the schedule. A quick reminder, if you're not already, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Defenders of the Bank and on Twitter at Defend the Bank. And now it is time for this day in LAFC history. It's a quick one. So tune in for just a minute or so as we talk about we are recording this episode Sunday, April 3rd. We are about to head over to watch the Fury game, but our This Day in LAFC history starts tomorrow, April 4th, 1991. I didn't realize that he and Nina were about the same age. Happy birthday to Christian Ramirez. (laughs) Wow. Friend of the podcast, Yorba Linda's finest and current Houston, no, excuse me, Aberdeen. Houston? I... Aberdeen. Oh, you are so 2020. Aberdeen FC. He is killing it over in the Scottish Premiership. That's right. Christian Ramirez, happy birthday tomorrow, April 4th. And our only other thing on this day in LAFC history is April 5th, 2018, LAFC officially opening their new $30 million training facility on the campus of Cal State LA. And it's also, of course, Home to the LAFC Academy. That is it for this day in LAFC history. Couple quick things on news and notes. First, Kevin Baxter, the invitation to join us on the podcast remains open and unanswered. Just a heads up, Kevin Baxter, we'd love to have you on the pod. There's a song by Ailstorm called Anchor. Yeah. I would say listen to oh, it. Geez. Our message to. No, that's Philly's message, not my message. That's Philly's message. Okay, never mind. Nobody's message, but still listen to a song called Anchor by Ailstorm. It'll put a smile on your face. A quick bit of former player news. Diego Rossi has started and played the full 90 minutes in the last three league matches for Fenerbahce, and he is starting to heat up in the Turkish Super League. He has two goals and an assist over those three. And more importantly, Fenerbahce has won all three matches to pull within two points of the second spot In the Turkish Super League, that is a big run by Fenerbahce with all nine points in their last three. And Philly, we were there for this, so we'll talk about it really quickly. Our Angel City Minute. Angel City FC took on San Diego Wave FC down in San Diego. And despite a strong effort by Angel City, they fell 4-2 to the Wave for San Diego's first ever home win and we got to see both Alex Morgan and Kristen Press score goals. Alex Morgan had two goals in the win for San Diego but a bit of good news for ACFC as Kristen Press opens her scoring account with Angel City in the 59th minute again. It was a 4-2 loss for Angel City but Philly you and I are about to break down a 4-2 victory. Oh you spoiled it. I mean I'm assuming most people already know how we did but I I may have spoiled it. Philly we've had plenty of success versus Orlando in MLS regular season play with a win and a draw in our two previous regular season matches. In 2018, it was a brace from none other than Adama Diamande, who LAFC Rich was rubbing some elbows with Dio out at the final draw there in Qatar. That was kind of neat. A brace from Adama Diamande helping LAFC to a 4-1 home victory in 2018. 
And in 2019, a goal from Nani could not stop the draw by LAFC as we countered with goals from the pride of Loyola Marymount University one Adrian Perez and current Turkish Super Leaguer Diego Rossi, the 2-2 draw in 2019. But in 2020, Philly, a bit of a different story as Orlando tasted victory against LAFC for the first time in the quarterfinals of the COVID Cup, also known as the MLS Is Back Tournament. Orlando outlasted LAFC on penalties 6-5 after a super late goal by, wait for it, Joao Moutinho helped Orlando stay alive. It was Joao's first and up until yesterday only Major League Soccer goal he had scored in his career. Let's get into this one, though, Philly. In Orlando, rainy, kind of a a gloomy fit there down in Orlando at the House of the Mouse. They had an okay crowd, but we always seem to have a little bit of trouble with Orlando, especially recently. Yeah, we certain. Yeah, and, and no, we have a certain problem anytime we go to Florida, and the problem is weather. <laughs> we went down to Miami, and it was windy and gross. You go to Orlando, and it is rainy and gross. Yep. Obviously, very, very humid. And that is an element that obviously our team is not necessarily accustomed to, not utilizing it as an excuse, obviously, because we obviously came out the victor in the game. But when you live in an area like Southern California, where you're only used to so many elements, working against Mother Nature does have its drawbacks and its disadvantages. I mean, playing in the rain is something that, well, maybe some of our players are used to, but obviously as as a whole, LAFC is not used to. God forbid we ever go to Minnesota United and we have to play with an orange ball on a very snowy day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It would be kind of like... But you, you do kind of want to see the Wonderwall, though. We've talked about this. Well, yeah. Mainly because of the fact that I am a huge Oasis fan. Yep. Other, than the, other than that, there's there's no other reason. I know there's one listener out there who's a big fan of Tyler Miller. So I know... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to that listener. You oh, know who we we're talking you, about. We love you. But no, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. But Mother Nature certainly uh, reared her ugly head in this game. It was rainy. And... Do you ever hear of a song, a cheesy 80s song from the 80s called When the Rain Begins to Fall? Wait, it was a cheesy 80s song from the 80s? Cheesy 80s song from the 80s. No, there's a lot of really good songs from the 80s. From the Department of Redundancy Department? Yes, exactly. It's called Uh, Harry Potter Department. What what was the title? Uh, When the Rain Begins to Fall. It is Jermaine Jackson and Pia Zadora, I believe. So So wait, Jermaine as in of the Jackson 5? As in Jackson 5, Gary, Indiana fame. I'm going to have to look this up. Pia Zadora and Jermaine. All right. So it's up there. If you look up a song, it'll probably be right next to Eddie Murphy's party all the time. (laughs) So now you have three songs to listen to, Defenders. You've got Ailstorm's The Anchor. Song. You've got Jermaine Jackson and Pia Zadora's When the Rain Begins to Fall, and of course, Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time. Look at this. Philly is turning this into a top 10 80s hits radio podcast. By the way, if you're going to listen to that first song, make sure not to have the kids around. Yes, exactly. I mean, look, we are your radio show. That is our format. We're here to entertain, inform, and educate. And if you wanted X's and O's, you're in the wrong place because, again, we are here to entertain, educate, and inform, and not necessarily in that order. But Every now and then we do talk about X's and O's. Philly, speaking of the X's and O's, who would be the X's and O's out on there for LAFC? What was that lineup that Steve Gerundolo, Dolo Ball Time, rolls out in Orlando? Well, that is a very good question, Mr. Scarf, Thank and I will, I will answer that for you momentarily. So Maxime Cripo in between the pipes for LAFC. No surprise there. Cheeky Palacios, Mama Dufal, Jesus David Murillo, Ryan Hollingshead, we still Knows have no signs of Franco Escobar. Nope. Not even on the 18. Still He was injured. on the injury report. He was. Pancho Janela getting a rare start today. And for half a million bucks, Pancho got himself a couple of stats today. Yep. One yellow one in particular. <laughs> we had Ilya Sanchez, who continues to impress as a member of the black and gold. And Latif Blessing rounding out the midfield. Uh, 4-3-3 is the formation we lined up with. 4-2-3-1, I believe, was Orlando's. True. And then our front line for the first time this season... Carlos Vela, Chicho Arango, and Brian Rayito Rodriguez. The bench. Big, big, big Mr. McCarthy. I'm wondering if we're ever going to get a chance to see him, but with oh, the yeah. way Maxime Cropo's been playing. We'll get some open cup matches that McCarthy point, will play point. for sure. Ismael Tajiri Shradi, uh, Mahala Quadwo Poku, who is just ap- – oh, Poku. I'm sorry. Jesus, I almost made that mistake again. Who's absolutely killing it. Sifu, Kellen Acosta, Sebastian Ibiaga, and – the Moose, Danny Musovsky. The names on that bench. We have almost a, a second starting 11 on that bench. That is fun to listen to. 
Philly, you're absolutely right. Orlando came out in a 4-2-3-1, managed by Oscar Pereja, who has done a fantastic job of turning around Orlando's once bleak fate. In goal, look, I'm allowed to have favorites from other teams, and one of my favorite players to watch is the Peruvian national team keeper, Pedro Gallese. He's in goal for Orlando. I love that, man. The defender, Joao Moutinho. Yes, the very same Joao Moutinho, who was the first overall pick in the 2018 MLS Super Draft, the first ever draft pick in club history. 15 matches for LAFC, including the one goal, which was, I believe, the latest goal scored in LAFC history in the 90th plus seven minute, the seventh minute of stoppage time. Why do I think we also had like a ninth minute stoppage time goal at some point? Anyway, it was the game winner against San Jose. Joao is all grown up now, though. He is a big kid out there on the wing. Looks real good. Still looks younger than Brian Rodriguez. He definitely still looks young. That's for sure. Robin Janssen of Sweden, defender Antonio Carlos. And we'll talk about why in a minute, but we hope Antonio is okay. That injury did look rough. The Brazilian formerly of Palmeiras. The defender, Juan. And he gives us all kinds of trouble from Brazil. They were talking about it, though. One of the few players who can actually go pace for pace with Juan is Brian Rodriguez there on the wing. So that was a fun matchup to watch. Brian actually got the better of it over the course of the game. In the midfield, you have Cesar Araujo, the Uruguayan, and a former teammate of Ilie Sanchez. Midfielder Junior Urso of Brazil. They love their Brazilians on Orlando. Facundo Torres of Uruguay, formerly of Peñarol, and a teammate of Brian. Yes, Brian. The forward, Mauricio Perea, also Uruguayan. The midfielder, the duck himself, Alexandre Pato of Brazil. Philly, a solid career before Major League Soccer, played at Corinthians, played at Villarreal, Chelsea, AC Milan. Never heard of him. And a Club World Cup winner with Brazil's Internacional. Pato has done everything except, unfortunately, lead Orlando City to anything major. And the last forward was Erkan Kara of Austria. <laughs> well, good eye, mates. Nobody. No, no, no. That's <laughs> Austria. That's my dumb and dumber reference <laughs> know, of I, the day. I know. Uh, in the 18, nobody really to speak of, to be perfectly honest, because nobody really subbed on that did anything other than Schlegel, who had to come in for an injury. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit. And with that, Philly, let's get into the match recap. And look, we normally, sometimes we go minute by minute. Sometimes we do kind of an overarching, here's how we felt about the game. I want to say this first, Philly, leading into the first 15, 20 minutes or so. LAFC looked awful at the start of this match. LAFC was outplayed. LAFC was outgunned. LAFC was outran. LAFC was very simply playing on a pitch that seemed to be tilted for the first 20 minutes. You're not wrong about that. And if you look at our past couple of games, you could argue that we've started off slow pretty much on every single occasion. We're a team that needs to get warmed up and we need to like fall into our into our zone. And obviously this was a game in which we didn't necessarily fall into our zone. I mean, we could go minute by minute. One minute that I would like to reference this is our fifth minute. Yep. You had a play where Joel Matinho and Carlos Vela <laughs> collided. Carlos Vela goes down. And I didn't realize who it was at the time that collided with Carlos. So Carlos is like smiling and giving this one of those like, come on type of uh, uh, gestures. And it turned out to be Joel Matinho. And he helped up <laughs> Carlos. And they had a good laugh about it. And I, and I thought that was, you know, that was a pretty nice moment leading up to that point. But yeah. the momentum of the opening minutes certainly weren't falling our way. Because within the first 13, we got ourselves two yellow cards to talk about one on Poncho. Hey, he got a stat. Fantastic. $500,000 a year. There's a stat. And obviously the other one on a player that we knew would collect a lot of cards this season, oh. Jesus David Murillo. So getting two yellow cards within the first 13 minutes of the game, you know, it's kind of nerve wracking in the sense that now we're going to potentially play with a lot more hesitancy, oh, yeah. not play as aggressive and Battling against Mother Nature, where you've got the elements working against you. Perhaps you go for a slide, you you misinterpret your slide, you accidentally have a nastier tackle. Like there's all kinds of things that can go into that. For but sure. Two yellow cards within the first 13 minutes, not a very good start. And, and LAFC dodging bullets left and right in the second. A corner is not defended well. In the third minute, the back post was left wide open. Nobody could get a ball on it. And in the seventh minute, if not for a heavy touch by Junior Urso, it really could have been an assist by Joao Moutinho. 
And in the 12th, the shot just wide by Cara Facundo Torres looked absolutely great coming out of the gate. The first 15, 20 minutes really dominating the match. And unfortunately, in the 17th minute, it was a real injury. Not a soccer player staying down and kind of writhing on the ground for a little bit, but a real injury for Antonio Carlos. He got kind of tangled up with Brian a little bit, looked to plant, and I don't know what happened to his hamstring or, or to the, the back of his leg. Something happened, and he couldn't even make it off under his own power or with the help of a couple of coaches and trainers. He had to be stretchered off, and they literally carried him all the way into the back tunnel so that he could go get looked at underneath there. Uh, we hope Antonio Carlos is okay. Schlegel comes in, checks in as soon as that happens. But I thought not necessarily at the end of the first half or by the end of the first half, but in the second half, that's when it really seemed to hurt this injury for Antonio Carlos because between Carlos and Juan, they had that entire side locked up for Orlando, but Philly it didn't take long for LAFC to strike after Carlos comes out in the 24th minute. That pass from Carlos Vela over the top to Chicho Arango and then Chicho finding Brian. You mentioned it, Philly, for the first time. We got all three guys lining up together at the start of the match, and it's paying off dividends in the 24th minute. Real quick, just wanted to highlight... Tenth minute, there was a goal that Pato scored, but yep. thankfully it was offside. There was a great pass by Facundo Torres, yep. who's going to arguably be one of the best designated players in this game. Facundo Torres, obviously a member of Peñarol. How he didn't get him, obviously I don't know. We Maybe a money pay him seven. Yeah, fair enough. But I, but I wanted to make sure that you know we we did highlight that because yep. that was Pato a was uh, well off though. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. But obviously you know that was a quick kick to the gut. But we we got fortunate there. But like you said, what a ball played from the midfield. Carlos Vela drops a dime so pretty that it would make Scrooge McDuck pop out of his money bin. The ball comes to Chicho, <laughs> connects with Brian, and slams in arguably his best goal of his career just behind that goal he scored last season against the Galaxy. And obviously, you are a happy camper because oh, there is another verse that we're still waiting to I hear said, you know from what? the I Brian said song. I had to wait till Brian scored. Brian has now scored. I can finish the last verse, everybody. I, I don't know, defenders. I Very feel like we've excited. been we've been waiting for this for Very a little while. Excited. I mean, I gave you a Chicho Arang song within a week of wait. I'm telling you. Very excited. All right, all right. Moving on. All right, okay. <laughs> I'm just making sure that people don't forget because I'm sure you know they're all waiting, eagerly anticipating the the birth of the Brian song. The, the rebirth of the Brian song. No rebirth. It was never given life. It, it, there was already one song. Yeah, but you never finished it, so it didn't count. Well, oh, God, I can't even right now. <laughs> In the 27th minute, Maxime Cropo comes over the top to make a great catch, and I'm going to take this minute to call out LAFC headquarters. Please make that keeper kit available for purchase. That is by <laughs> far my favorite kit. That red, sick-looking LAFC keeper kit that Maxime Cropo wore. Maxime, if you're listening, and we know you're a friend of the pod, so thank you for listening. We appreciate and it. And a friend of 110. That's right. We really love that kit. It is my favorite kit that LAFC has ever done, whether it's a keeper kit, a player kit, whatever it might be, a outfield player kit or an on-field player. I don't know what they call it. Anyways, I like the red kit a whole lot. Another corner for Orlando in the 29th. Finally, we get a yellow card on Orlando City, but... I can't blame Junior Urso for picking up the yellow card. Poncho, who was already on a yellow. Poncho, look, we, we kind of joked about this with Diego Rossi every now and then. He was part of the Uruguayan diving team. <laughs> this was an absolute flop, it looked like, by Poncho Ginella. And a dangerous time to do it because maybe could have received a second yellow for the flop there, whatever it might have been. But Junior Urso gets the yellow for standing over and taunting. And not long after that, Philly, you mentioned he had already had a goal called back. But in the 36th minute, it's Pato once again for Orlando. Yeah, and that was a great header pass by Cara. I mean, yeah. without a doubt, he made that play happen. And Pato's a very dangerous player, a guy who's very accomplished within his career. And we got fortunate early on to get that goal disallowed for offside in the 10th minute. But Pato was not to be denied in the 36th. We have the equalizer. But as you think things would start to get grim, yep. we found the intestinal fortitude within. <laughs> we get a goal. 
We get a goal by a player that you would think would compile more yellow cards than goals. Because he has. Because he has. But we have Jesus David Murillo, who gets the go-ahead. And Latif had headed a ball into the box that was headed back out. But then there was clearly some miscommunication amongst the Orlando back line because they tried to clear it. Murray was there to intercept, and he scooted one past Gallese. And, hey, Jesus David Murillo gets himself a stat early on with a yellow card, but gets himself an important goal. LAFC go, has the go-ahead goal, 2-1. to one. I, I, Full disclosure, everybody who's listening out there. I, I, just, I just don't know how to feel. You know, it's... It, to me, he scores this goal, by the way, in my opinion. And you guys could totally let me know how wrong I am on this. Is just what I thought I saw. And again, we're not X's and O's guys, but I'm, I'm learning a little bit about the game. X's and O's, they haunt me. Philly is all about the music train on this one. I, I thought Murray was only able to score that goal because he was already a little out of position. He was able to beat the defender to the ball, take a nice shot. I mean, look. Murray got the goal, and Murray got the goal because he was in the right place at the right time. I just think he was in the wrong place right before he was in the right place. But that being said, look, a goal for LAFC is a goal for LAFC, and now Jesus David Murillo on the score sheet. 41st minute, Maxime makes a save on an easy ball in, but man, Philly, you and I talked about it for the second straight match. A former 2018 LAFC draft pick finds the back of the net. It is Joao Moutinho and Philly. Joao could have sat down, made a sandwich, invited some friends. There was nobody <laughs> within 10 yards of Joao Moutinho when he receives this pass. I like sandwiches. I mean, sandwiches are great. I was just reading about the pimento cheese sandwich at the Masters at Augusta. Man. Kyle, I, suddenly in the mood for Boar's Head. Oh, I like Boar's Head. Uh, Boar's Head, by the way, you can be in a potential sponsor. Of oh, man, that would be great. Like. Unlimited sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be we'd be fatty in the barf. So Joao, Joao Moutinho has only scored two goals in his Major League Soccer career for Orlando. And both of those have come for, again, excuse me, LAFC. So Joao with the goal. And we go into the half. 2-2. And I've got to be honest, Philly, we're lucky it was only 2-2. We're very lucky that it was only 2-2. I mean, it was only fitting with the way that we were playing that Disney World United would get the equalizer. Joao, more like a Joe-ouch. You were, you said it. <laughs> I, I couldn't imagine the, uh, the image of, of a sandwich. You've made me hungry. You're welcome. And we've eaten enough to, you know, have 300. I don't even think I want to eat till Thanksgiving. We've eaten so much because uh, courtesy of Phil's Barbecue, if you want to sponsor us too, <laughs> you were there. But yeah, two straight games where we're hurt by our 2018 draft picks. Obviously, the previous one, Tristan Blackman, our second pick, third pick overall in 2018. And then Joao, a product of the University of Akron, go zips, punches us in the face for the equalizer. Yeah. And yeah, we get a couple minutes of injury time, but the halftime stats, shots, it's, our, all, it's Orlando, 7-5. On target, 3-2 to two, Orlando. And possession, 61% was Orlando. Yeah, that was surprising. Philly, real quick, in the first minute of stoppage, Latif has to shoot that ball, right? Like, he can't bring that ball down and do something else with it. He's got to fire that one-timer. And I only say that because we're going to talk about a play that Ilya Sanchez had in just a minute that uh, Latif could take some notes from. My favorite moment, maybe this entire season, though, Philly, happened in the third minute of stoppage time, real quick, where... Both Brian and the player that fouled Brian, and I don't remember who it was, I have to go back and look, stopped playing and looked over at the ref, waiting for the whistle to be blown on the foul call. The ref looks over and goes, oh, oh, my bad, tweet, and blows the whistle <laughs> for the foul. I didn't even catch that. Only in MLS, only with our pro refs. But you mentioned it, Philly. LAFC being outplayed left and right in the first half. Yes? I think I oh. figured out what pro stands for. Uh-oh. Pretty rancid officiating. I like that. There's Not your bad. acronym. There Pro, pretty rancid officiating. That being said, let's wash our hands of the first half, a 2-2 first half. Bring on Sifu for Poncho Ginella at the end of the half. So now Sifu out there in the midfield for Poncho. We did not deserve to be level, but just like that, Philly, lightning strikes in Orlando. That's hilarious because that's literally what I have written. Is that about. really? Ah, yeah. that's awesome. LAFC strikes again, uh, lightning, yada, yada, yada. This time it's not that's, because of Mother Nature. I mean, that's, that's a whole nother ball You of can wax. clearly see we don't look at each other's notes while we're doing this. And I do want a little bit of a mea culpa here. It was actually in the third minute of the second half that that moment between the referee and Brian Rodriguez and, and the player there for Orlando had that moment. But Philly, Latif Blessing, I hope you're watching. 
because the two other midfielders around you, Jose Cifuentes and now certainly Ilya Sanchez, have no problem firing a rocket into the back of the net. Look, we were on with Vince LaRosa for a little bit, and I asked him about that shot. Oh, yeah, I, said, I forgot hey, about that. Why doesn't, uh, why doesn't Latif take that shot? And Vince said very matter-of-factly, he's like, you know, I don't know that uh, Latif has that in his bag. Well, you know what? He might need to learn where to find that club because he's got to take that shot on occasion. If they know they can just close out on Latif, they're going to do that every single time. Ilya Sanchez in what might be the goal of the week in Major League Soccer, an absolute rocket from the top of the box. And just like that, Philly, six minutes in to the second half, LAFC is up 3-2, and let's go. We're taking three points home from Orlando. Yeah, we got it. let's talk about how that play developed real quick. Like, yeah. Chicho had it within the box, but he got his pocket picked by Schlegel, who uh, who came in. Played well. He played, he played well. So to his credit, he played well, but he had too strong of a touch. But fortunately, the ball landed directly in front of Ilya Sanchez, and you said it. You scored a banger. Ilya Sanchez with, dare I say, a dirty goal. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, that's, I say that humorously and very positively. Very, very <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. Really good, though. I mean... At this point, if you're Peter Vermees in Sporting Kansas City and the cauldron of the blue or whatever they call it, the blue cauldron is what they call themselves, you got to be looking at Ilya Sanchez going, where was this last season? Kind of like when Mike Piazza came back as a Padre against the Mets and he was hitting home runs. Well, maybe not quite the same. But still, to see <laughs> Ilya Sanchez having the, uh, the season that he's been having after leaving Sporting Kansas City, he's been a joy to watch and clearly a huge difference maker. Yeah. I look at our midfield and as much as I miss him, I'm not, mi- I- I'm not worried about Edward Atuesta anymore. I'm certainly not worried about Mark Anthony Kay anymore. Ilya Sanchez has has bridged that gap and given us faith in the strength of our midfield. Yeah, interesting if, and it's not like for like, right? But you have Kellen Acosta and Ilya Sanchez for Mark Anthony Kay and Edward Atuesta. That is, it's an interesting 2v2 if you're there in the midfield. That's kind of fun to watch. Uh, in the 59th, Cheeky now picks up a yellow. And how many guys do we have on yellows at this point? Don't worry. There'll be more in just a minute. <laughs> in the 64th minute, after a missed shot by Chicho, they bring on who I said, we were talking about this last night while we were sitting there at Phil's Barbecue and gorging ourselves, feeling like Jabba and friends of the hut. Kawawuki. Uh, the uh, most exciting player to watch on LAFC right now? I'm going to give that title, If imagine that were a belt, and that's kind of appropriate this weekend of WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, imagine that the title, the belt holder for most exciting player to watch on LAFC, I am calling Mahala Opoku the most exciting player to watch right now in black and gold. He subs in in the 64th minute, and dare I say, he would be a bit of a game changer as well for LAFC. I mentioned yellows. How about Jose Cifuentes picking up a yellow as he subs in on the second half and took all of, what, 26 minutes to pick up a yellow card? So many Matches players. Matches his hair color. It's, it's an interesting hairstyle that Cifu's got right now. I was really excited to see Juan come off after the 72nd minute. He always seems to give us problems, Philly. And then imagine being able, Philly, if you can, Imagine being being able to bring on a U.S. men's national team midfielder and last year's MLS Cup winner, winning striker. Imagine being able to bring them both off of the bench to close out the match with 16 minutes to go. Kellen Acosta and Ishmael Tajuri Shradi, who I know you're excited to have, formerly of NYCFC. Coming into the match for Latif Blessing and Carlos Vela with a 3-2 lead, we're able to bring those guys off the bench. How deep is this club? I mean, it's certainly a lot different than bringing in Cal Jennings um, and, and Daniel Chrysostomo. <laughs> I was going to say, it's got to be Chrysostomo, right? I mean, look, no, no, no disrespect to those players. They have their quality within their own right. Yes. But obviously, it, it goes a, a championship caliber team needs to have depth. Last season, we didn't necessarily have depth. I love Cal Jennings. I think he's a perfect player, and I think he's going to continue to grow. But he's not going to strike fear in the heart of any backline unless it's somebody that the Las Vegas Lights play against. Uh, and so to have Kellen Acosta come in, and I didn't even think we would see him, considering the fact that you know yeah. he's coming off a couple of games with the U.S. men's national yeah. team. Ismael Tajiri Shradi, a dangerous player within his own right. But yes, we have so many tools, so many weapons. Steve Chirundolo has so many arrows within his quiver that that you know it's got to scare teams. It's certainly putting them on standby because LAFC is playing pretty darn well 
at this point. But yeah, it's interestingly enough, like we have so many yellows, you figure they would be very tentative as far as their defensive formations are concerned. We would end up getting another yellow card three yeah. minutes later on Mamadou Fall. And that, and that's kind of scary. Orlando puts together a couple of solid minutes of possession after Mamadou gets that yellow, two good attempts, one in the 78th and a second in the 80th. They get themselves a few subs with Tesho and Vanderwater com- coming in. Uh, but that seems to derail their momentum. Yeah, I was surprised with those two subs, with Tesho Akindele and Vanderwater coming in. It really seemed to derail the pace of play for Orlando. Look, Tesho... Tesho's fine, right? He's an MLS striker who scores more goals than he probably should based on his playing time and talent level that he currently has in Major League Soccer. But, you know, it just really seemed like I know that the guys look gassed. They absolutely look gassed on Orlando. And that was surprising because Orlando should be used to, you mentioned the humidity, you mentioned the weather. You would think that the Orlando City players would be a little more used to playing that way than LAFC, but it really didn't seem that way towards the latter half of the match. And I did not think that the right buttons were pressed by Oscar Pereja by bringing in Tesho and Vanderwater. In the 81st minute, not sure Brian was offside there. I was a little upset about that. How about Joao not able to put one on target because his header bounced over the crossbar in the 85th minute? Really, Joao could have left this game with two or three goals and two or three assists. Joao Moutinho... I don't know that he plays this way for Orlando City every single week. I don't watch, it's a shocker here, I don't watch a lot of Orlando City football. But Joao, if he can be this much of a factor through 85 minutes week in and week out, dare I say we might see Joao one day on the MLS 11 or in the All-Star game because he looked very, very good. Mahalo with a shot over the top of the crossbar in the 86th. In the 88th minute, Congrats on Brian for getting that strategically placed and timed cramp in that calf. <laughs> and, uh, That's right, I forgot about in that. In the 89th minute, find that on the statue. The moose is loose in Orlando City. Yes, Rocky and Bullwinkle may be properties of hey, Universal, Rocky. I believe, but they were there in the house of the mouse. It was Danny Musovsky checking in for Brian Rodriguez. So... Up top at this point, just so that I'm clear, it's Quadwo Poku, Ishmael Tajuri Shradi, and Danny Musovsky closing out a match in which we started Carlos Vela, Chicho Arango, and Brian Rodriguez. Ay, yay, yay, that's a different top three than we started out with. But that being said, I, I love Maxime Cropo, Philly. I absolutely love, not just because he was wearing my favorite jersey in the history of our club, that red sick keeper kit, please. And not because he's the nicest person you'll ever meet. I, he apparently is one of the nicest people. He's Canadian. All Canadians are the nicest people you'll ever meet. That's true. However, I've never met a bad Canadian. No, I mean a bad Canadian or a, or a, a mean Canadian. A mean Sorry. Canadian. Okay. No, there's no such. Yeah, I've never met a mean Canadian. Canadians, we I think, like Canadians. We think they're wonderful. And, sure. I, and I'm a fan of your beer, your maple syrup, and your hockey. There you go. I like and it. your and your coffee, Tim Hortons. Yeah, Tim Hortons. Look, Tim Hortons is better than McDonald's. That's gonna. That's. A, Hot take? I don't know. Hot take? I don't know. What do they call that on the radio shows? An unpopular take? Unpopular? Yeah, unpopular opinion, right? Uh, so the save by Maxime Cropot in the 90th minute and on the ensuing corner, it was almost a brace for Joao again. Again, Joao Moutinho could not have played a better game for Orlando City. Yeah, he could have put a, put a couple of things on target. Uh, in the second minute, I just love, we're in a stoppage time now, Philly. And Maxime Cropot, for some reason, goes like five yards away from the goal box and decides to make a save or to punch a ball out of bounds. And he looks around, he goes, oh, wait, I'm in like the third row of, what is it, Exploria Stadium or whatever it's called. And he looks around his entire back line, he puts his hand up, he goes, guys, my bad. That one's on me. My bad. He had no idea where he was. Orlando, the weather, whatever it was, it yeah, kind of messed with Maxime a little bit. It did, but that's okay. Yep. So we're in injury time at this point. That's it. 3-2. We're going to walk out of there with three points. Nothing else big is going to happen, right? No. You oh, think, all right, it. are we going to get an insurance goal? I got to say, that has to be one of the nicest counters that we have ever seen yes. from the black and gold. I mean, it's led by C. Fuentes. He finds Mahala. He passes to Ismael Tijeri Shradi. He finds Jose Fuentes. He connects with Jesus Davin Murillo in the box. But his attempt gets blocked. Yep. And then opportunity reared its lovely head preparation and opportunity the definition of luck opoku pokes it 
Paskayese. And we got some more. Mahala, mighty magic that strikes again. Opoku making a very clear argument as to why he should continue to play. If not, start. We live in a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately world. And yes, Chicho did get an assist. But Chicho hasn't returned to the form that he was in last season. Mahala is on fire. And it's such a joy watching this young kid do his thing. So excited to have seen him score. And look, it was a bunny for him. But still, we've seen players on LAFC miss bunnies. And it was a great tackle that blocked Murray's attempt, but he was just there. And again, it's that definition of luck. Preparation meeting opportunity to see Mahala poke that sucker past Gaiese. Good stuff. 4-2 insurance goal. We collect three major points yes. on the road against Disney World United. It was a uh, it was a good afternoon. <laughs> I don't even think they're a United though. They're SC, right? Disney World SC. I don't know. I like it. I will go with I it. I mean, look, we we have cute, funny little names for I all like these it. teams. I'm gonna go with Disney World United. Sounds good. That being said, Philly three points on the road in Major League Soccer is huge. Doesn't matter where it comes, especially look. Orlando is going to be a playoff team this year, and yes, I yep. said that out loud into the microphone. Orlando, no, you, no just no definitely going to be a playoff team this year. And I think we're going to look back on these three points as three really solidly well-earned points after a game in which Philly, LAFC could have been down two or three goals at several different points. And LAFC was up a goal, and then they came back. And then LAFC was up a goal, and then they came back. And then LAFC got up another goal, and then they really put the pedal down and figured out a way to close out the match. Again, I think a lot of it had to do with the Antonio Carlos injury, especially the way they were playing in the second half. And again, surprising to see how tired some of the Orlando City players looked by the 75th, 80th minute. And so they had to make some subs that I don't think really helped out them at all. Obviously. Too much time at the polite pig at Disney Springs. Yeah, what can I say? Very possible. Do we have to keep talking about pigs and beef and meat and ribs? I'm still full from Phil's barbecue, which There's is still incredible. There's a bunch of meat right to the left of you in that fridge, right Philly, next to a beer you're about to pass me. Your man, <laughs> am I? Your man of the match, Philly, for LAFC. Who's your man of the match? Honestly, there's no one particular player in my eyes that stood out above everybody else. This is a team that within the first 15 minutes, didn't look good but then collectively as a whole as a unit they came in and did a lot of really good things to me I'm going to give the man of the match to the team because the team really won this one there you can say that Crepo had outstanding goalkeeping yeah he shot he saw four shots on target you can argue that Carlos Vela you know had he had a really good play you could argue that Murray got himself involved you can you could argue that Brian did this you can argue that Mahala did that but to me it really was a total team effort and at this point of the season, when we came in cautiously optimistic or just cautious, this is a team that is fighting and playing for the crest and for each other. So I can't begin to say who was going to be a player of the match because despite you know being on the road, despite Mother Nature and her ugly head, the entire team came to play today. So I'm going to be I'm going to take the easy way out. Yeah, way say, to cop out on this. Answer. Yeah, I'm totally copping out. But look, I think a lot of players on this team played exceptionally well. Heck, even Poncho. I'm not going to be mad at him that he flopped. He prevented us from playing with a man da- without with a man down. Sure. That's all, folks. But you get my point. This I is do. a total team effort, a collective team effort. Intestinal fortitude is found, and I love the fact that these guys seem to be having a lot of fun and playing for each other. Look, that's a great non-answer. I appreciate that. It I, is however, an answer. will give the millions. And millions. There you go. An answer, and that is Ilya Sanchez, and here's why. Not just because of the goal, but because of what that goal did for the tenor, for the pace, for the whole feel of that match for LAFC. Ilya Sanchez takes that shot, number one, puts it on target, number two, and puts it into the back of the net, number three. That was huge for us because it allowed us, and we're talking relatively early on, we're talking 51st minute of the second half, but but to be real, with the exception of a couple of good minutes there after the 78th and then some, some moments of brilliance from Joao Moutinho, Elias Sanchez's moment lifted the entire club 
And I just felt like, again, I almost really gave my man of the match for the second straight match to Steve Chirundolo because I thought the buttons that he pressed oh, when he pressed them. You want to talk to me them, about cop that. So I talked about the team you want to give to the coach. Man. Listen, that was what I did last week because I thought he pressed all the right buttons. He's, he's that, that at the that controls. Chair, not my butt. <laughs> he's at the controls. He's making all the right moves. He's pressing all the right buttons. I thought he certainly did so again in this match especially, again, with the subbing on Jose Cifuentes at the half. I thought Jose Cifuentes might have had the most important 45 minutes of the match. But other than that, I really thought it was Ilya Sanchez. Uh, just just so that you guys are, I'm going to pull behind the curtain a little bit. Philly has asked me to talk for just a little bit because I think Philly has had to pee worse than anything else. So, uh, yeah. So, again, it was Ilya Sanchez with the goal. Yeah, we're definitely peeling back the curtain that we're down here in San Diego. That being said, let's take a look at the standings after week five in Major League Soccer with the Carson-Portland match still going on. And I'm actually going to take a quick look right now. Oh, it is over and it is full-time. Bill Tuiloma scoring for both clubs today for Portland. So congratulations there. Two red cards in the match. Both teams finishing with 10 men. Unfortunately, it's a brace for Chicharito and the Galaxy win 3-1. So that closes out the MLS card for the week. So after five weeks, Philly, I tried to stall as much as I could because here's why. You know, you didn't have to tell everybody that I, I had to go off and you do anything. You told everybody about my poops at the beginning of the episode. So you got to tell everybody about my peeps. That's gross. Philly, something we haven't been able to say much ooh, ooh, since ooh. 2019, ooh, my friend. As of right now, Philly, can I do it? how would you describe... LAFC in the standings. Drum rolls, please. Best in the West and the best in MLS. And I haven't said that since 2019. It's been years and I've got such a poop-eating grin on my face saying this. (laughs) They're coming to take me away. I am that excited. (laughs) Best in the West and best in MLS. And it has been a solid Outing. Dolo Ball is clearly awesome ball, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. And obviously, he, it's too he spent early a while to tell. Coming up with that one, it's too, yeah, right. It's too early to tell. But I would not have imagined six months ago, or, or or three months ago, or four months ago that we would be in the position that we're in. It really is nice looking down on everybody. And in the words of the immortal, God bless him, rest in peace, Tom Petty. It's good to be king. It's for a while. Anyway. That's another song here by Philly. Look, Philly, you came into this season not optimistic, not cautious. Jeez, really? This is why we can't have nice things. Not optimistic, not cautiously optimistic, just cautious. Mm -hmm. I was the one leading the Dolo bus saying, guys, hop on the bandwagon. We've got the depth. We've got the talent. We've got the coach. We've got the front office. We've got everything we need to be able to drive this bus for the first time, not just to the supporter shield, but into the quad and through the gymnasium. We are going to win MLS cup. And now for the third time in five seasons, LAFC is sitting on 13 points through five matches. Third time is a charm. LAFC, top of the table in the West, two points clear of RSL, and the only other team in double digits in the West. Tied on points with Philadelphia for the Supporters' Shield at 13, only two clubs other than them in the East with double-digit points. Three games left in the month of April, and Philly We are riding high into Carson. I know Carson's going to take a lot from this victory over Portland in Portland. And again, if you guys don't watch Expansion Mansion, which is the 110 MLS football show, I did talk about the one thing that I think that is going to be Portland's Achilles heel throughout this entire season is the fact that they no longer have the talent, the horses, the weapons to be able to continue this super physical play that they have week in and week out. And here they go again, picking up another yellow card, this one in the first half. And, and honestly, a ton of fouls once again, 16 fouls for Portland in this match. 
I just don't think they have the horses. So I don't take as big of a stock in this win, but you're going to hear a lot of Galaxy fans saying, well, I think when you guys played Portland, did you guys be, oh, no way, you guys drew against Portland, and, and we beat them 3-1. Whatever, sure. they're going to say the same garbage they've been saying, oh, since 96, right? the five. shut up. That being said, I think, Philly, this is a massive match for LAFC, if only because we have never gone down to Carson. Mm-hmm and defeated the Galaxy. If we do not, we have to wait until 2023 to get another chance to do that. Yeah. Unless unless it's in the playoffs somehow and they host a playoff game over, that's not going to happen. So, yeah, it, it's going to be 2023, Philly. We, we need to put the shebang-bang, as you like to say, on that, that hexed place down there in Carson, Dignity Health Sports Park, the Digs. It's a beautiful little park in Carson, we need a win. We do need a win. Um, and for Chirondolo to go down there for the first time as the head coach of LAFC, to do something that Bob Bradley has not done, and that's one on the road in yep. Carson, would be a big boost to not only his credibility, but his respectability and obviously our roster standing. It's it's not a make-or-break scenario, but obviously you always want to tackle and handle your biggest rival. And so I think we're riding in nice momentum. And I think the boys are going to enjoy their win at Disney World United, and they're going to come back focused and ready to go. It's the Battle of L.A., baby. It's the 110 collision, and it's less than a week away at this point. The most important game on our calendar thus far. And it'll be a really good indicator as, as to where we are. We know, you, we know, you know, we all know they're going to come to play. <laughs> We're going to come to play. Our supporters groups are probably going to banter back and forth. I'm curious to see what your counterpart, the, uh, the galaxy podcast guy is going to do. Oh my God. He, he already is a loser for having He's spent. He's getting crushed right now. That he was should fantastic. get crushed. I hate that guy. The most punchable face in America next to a certain <laughs> ESPN guy by the name of Salazar. Oh. Anyway, Anyway, that's Philly, a different Philly story. Is just throwing shade at everybody. Oh, I'm just, today. hey, look, you're you're calling out Baxter. I'm calling out Salazar. Let's get them both on the pod and have some fun. With I them. love it. I love it. Look, LAFC heads back home Sunday, April 17th to take on Sporting Kansas City before heading out on the road to TQL Stadium. Wasn't it Nippert Stadium before? Now it's TQL Stadium in Cincinnati <laughs> on April 24th. The Skyline Chili Stadium. There you go. We it's have good stuff, three by the way. matches left in April. Carson on the ninth. April 17th, home at sporting against Sporting Kansas City and at Cincinnati on the 24th. That was a little bit of scheduling with the scarf. And, and, and just like that, everybody, we have come to the end of episode 185. We are about to head over to see if the Ontario Fury can continue their season in the MASL, Major Arena Soccer League. Philly, anything else that you'd like to tell the millions? And millions. Nope. Okay. <laughs> That's huge. They don't call you the best color man in the business for nothing. And you guys Thank you, know Bob Euchre. How we like to end all of our podcasts. Bye bye.